Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. I tell you, we continue to be at Southland Christian Camp. And as we, uh, as we go on, I'm here with my dear friend, Kevin. And uh, Kevin was part of the PTSD training this week. And I, I know you guys have heard podcasts from Stephanie and Miss Amy over here, Amy Herbster, the camp director's wife. And uh, this morning we had a podcast that you guys heard yesterday with Amanda and all these different people. But I really felt moved to to bring my dear brother Kevin in, ask him some questions about the ministry and what happened here this week and what's going on. And so we wanna go ahead and do that. So uh, by way of introduction, my brother Kevin has been a military missionary and uh, probably the best of three decades, maybe a little more. And uh, he's, how he, he's got a really good finger on the pulse of what's going on outside these bases. And he's certainly seen within churches, those hurting with PTSD and those hurting with abuse and narcissism and all those crazy things. So I asked my dear brother to come over and be part of this podcast this morning. So uh, good morning, Kevin. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for letting me come. Doing great. Finishing out a fantastic week. Yeah. Fired up about helping people with PTSD. Yeah. So, so tell us about the week. You came. This is your first time coming to a Wounded Spirits retreat. And uh, what do you think? What did you come here? Maybe a way of doing this is... What did you expect and what did you leave with? Well, um, I came here expecting, you know, to become more equipped and savvy about, you know, what it is that, that I'm dealing with when I'm talking to people that have come back from combat or really it's expanding. I mean, your ministry has expanded into the, um, obviously the, the VA world as well as um, civilian world as far as abused women and, and, and men, whatever, children, you know, just to being able to help anybody because of the fact that, you know, post-traumatic stress is a very real thing. It's so pervasive. So I, I came here just wanting to get deeper into the whole notion. Um, what are these people thinking? Uh, what are they, what are they needing? And, and I knew that you guys had, you know, equipment that I did not have. So I came to to learn more about that. Yeah, well, that's pretty great. And you know, one thing, Kevin, that, that we just mentioned a few minutes ago, what do you see as a difference from a few decades ago, uh, you know, working with military bases and trying to work with military people to reach out to them and things like that. So if you could it, morph back 30 years mm -hmm. or, and, and then look at today, what would you say the contrast or the differences with those are? Yeah, that's a really good question too. Um, so we began this ministry back in uh, 93, really January 1st of 93, we began deputation and raising support and then uh, landed various military bases even during deputation. We called it training. We'd go to some servicemen centers and so forth. 
And back in those days, and then we planted a church in, uh, outside Fort Hood, Texas, and had ministries on the base during that time. I would say the, the, the difference back then was, um, you know, now you're, you're dealing, most people that are serving in the military that, that you come you know, in contact with, obviously the first few years of service, they're, they're post 9-11. They're millennials, they're, they, you know, they're, they're Generation Z or whatever, some of them we're getting into. And so, you know, society is being reflected in the needs now. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the people that were born after 9-11, or at least grew up after 9-11, they have a greater insecurity because they're thinking thoughts that I never had to think about. You know, I grew up during the Cold War and that's its own breed of insecurity. But the people that are born after 9-11, is the idea that we've been violated as a nation. And so we, you know, the enemies within and, and all that kind of thing. And I'm noticing just it, it, raising my own children, uh, which are, they're all grown up now. And, and I praise God for every one of them. But th these people that are, are coming home from combat now uh, that we deal with, they're, you know, the, the, just the, the, the level of tension seems so high. I mean, I've dealt with Vietnam vets, you know, and a Vietnam vet, um, you know, they were more like, you know, suck it up buttercup. Yeah. Um, you know, the World War II vets were more like, you just don't talk about things. You just, you just be quiet about it, you know, internalize it and, and go, you know, sort of business and live your life, raise your kids with a white picket fence in the front yard. But we, um, you know, it's, it's all different now. You know, now it's a minimalist uh, philosophy, and so the young people are very um, just, they don't know where to turn. There's, there's this idea of uh, I am, I'm suffering, and I don't even know what, you know what it means. Should I just live to blame others? Will my, will my hurt go away if I learn to um, blame others or forget about it and so they go from movement to movement and, uh but yeah it's it's a really different world right now it is and, and and i like what you said there going from movement to movement and you know the whole world is in search mode whether we admit it or not everybody's searching for hope or they're searching for that next thing to make them feel well you know we all have this uh, uh god-sized hole uh, that only god can fill but everybody's trying to find things in bars and, 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 and lust and, and boy, we could just, just to name a few, we could name these and, and to point out that, man, things have changed in 30 years and, and they're gonna, and culture's gonna change, but can I tell you who hasn't changed, folks? And that's Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and uh, to know that my brother Kevin is still out there proclaiming Jesus Christ and, and what he can do for folks. So, so, so Kevin, I guess, you know, one of the topics that we really covered this week and you know, affected most of the people uh, that sat in the same room we're in. I, I mean, most people have left camp this morning. We're, we're the last of the holdouts. There's just a few of us left. We're getting ready. Uh, Kevin's getting ready to drive out with his camper. I'm getting ready to drive out. And, uh, um, but, you know, looking back at, at, at this thing, I think the thing we talk most about is narcissism. And uh, now, have you come across that in your travels, in your and, and everything you do, what, what, is, what are you seeing with narcissism, brother? It's been, uh, this week, dealing with it's been really helpful to me to kind of decode what all the input I'm seeing in society. And um, it, it was addressed so well. I, I'm, I am seeing that 
Um, and I, I'm not sure why, but I'm seeing that um, there's validity to, the, uh, to, the, to all these women out there that are saying, you know, and I know it's not just women, but uh, there's a lot of women that are having to uh, live with a guy who wants to own them. Yeah. Um, and so as we went through the narcissistic training, and uh, I know this isn't what you're asking, but you know, you kind of go through the checkbox. I had to check a couple boxes myself, right. you know, of the dozen or so, you know, whatever. Um, and said, wow, you know, that's something that I have engaged in. Yeah. I, I'm hopefully have not been the full blown narcissist. Like one of the blessed brothers was very transparent. He said, I am a narcissist. Um, but he was obviously walking in humble victory with his sweet wife, so appreciative, and their family's been reunited. Um, but uh, his, um, his, his, his transparency you know, had to come into me as I looked at myself, but then also to realize, yeah, there's a lot of people that are uh, having to put up with this you know, gaslighting, love bombing, um, all these little things where um, you know, there, there are people, you know, you know, and one pastor brought it up. He said, pride is at the root. And yeah, pride is at the root. But isn't it true too, Brother Doug, that there's a difference between just being proud and kind of type A personality and, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in charge and, um, and actually pretending like you care when really it's all about you. Right, right. And, and you know, folks, just to give you an idea, love bombing is, you know, when a, someone comes into your life that's a narcissist, being male or female, boy, they just overwhelm you with how great you are, how pretty you are, how wonderful you are, how everything you do is great. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, it, the, a slide starts to begin. Because, you know, a narcissist, it's all about them. And so, to, you know, you got to be better than me. You got you to give more in this area, give more in that area. And, and folks, before you know it, whether it be a, uh, a relationship or a marriage or in, in many cases, narcissists in our lives or relatives or, or, you know, even before that, we're caught in that boy or girl. I'll, I'll tell you, man, when you see this, you got to run. And then the gaslighting begins where, you know, there was a movie called Gaslighting, I believe. And I, I think it had Cary Grant in it and they would turn down the lights a little bit on the woman and get her to believe that the lights were always on more. But gaslighting, the lights aren't going down. What's wrong with you? Yeah, Changing crazy. little things. So gaslighting is, let's change little things a little bit at a time until you buy it. And, uh, and so many people use that term wrong who don't study narcissism, but in this case, it's used exactly right. Let's, let's make you feel bad about yourself. Let's yeah. make you think that you be your beliefs are totally wrong, always have been totally wrong, but we're doing it a little bit at a time. Gaslighting is a little teeny bit at a time. Mm. You know, we're gonna turn that light down a little bit. Hey, did the lights turn? No, honey, they've been the same for the last 10 years. Uh, you know, or you know, maybe your thought process on this is just a little bit wrong. And then at the end of the gaslighting period, you're totally upside down, your friends don't matter. People lose relationships. I think that's got to be the hardest thing and, and people wanting to pull you out of relationships. You know, a narcissist doesn't want you to have your family. A narcissist breaks up family. So we talked about that this week. Another thing we talked about this week, Kevin, that I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about, I, I thought as we went in, we, we looked at traumas, where traumas come from. Now, were you surprised uh, when we went into that as people talked about their different traumas? 
Yes, sir, I was surprised. The, um, the experience is just in our group of, uh, you know, everyone had something. And, um, the, you know, the way we all kind of wrote down our little thing yeah. and it was tossed down, in a, you know, for a kind of picture. Uh, that, you know, in any church, in any group of people, there's going to be a, a batch of, of traumas that, you know, really, if we don't deal with them correctly, um, they're, they're, we're going to have some area that we're either hyper vigilant about or hyper protective about. And there's going to be some area where we're not going to be able to be like Christ. And, and so, uh, but this, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the traumas that took place in some of the people's lives. You know, certainly um, Mrs. Wesco, you know, had, had her situation with, uh, you know, having, <clears throat> you know, someone shot right in her presence. And then, you know, the triggers that, that would bring that thing back. And I just, for, for her situation in particular, I watched that and I learned and I thought, you know, she wants victory. She doesn't want to live in the past. So she's trying to wisely kind of uh, not, not live in fear, but uh, avoid some triggers so that healing can take place. So she's yeah. not revisiting it a lot. And I thought that was just a very good example. I think so too. I, and, and just to give you folks who are listening an idea, we had everybody turn in a trauma that affected them. And uh, so, and, and some people, as we've talked about in the past, have complex PTSD where it's more than one trauma. Yeah. And, and so to give you folks an idea, we had 110 traumas turned in from about 21 people, 22 people. Uh, who actually were involved in the trauma side of that thing. Uh, so you can even imagine uh, how wicked this world is, all those different things are going on. And, and uh, we talked about things that come along with PTSD, like you know being angry, guilt, and survivor's guilt. We talked about how mm. there's a condemnation with guilt. And I mentioned that to you folks who are listening before, where the devil wants us to feel bad about our entire lives. He, he doesn't realize that God has taken our sin and put it as far as the east is from the west. They never connect. They never come near each other. Uh, but, but the devil uh, wants us to believe that we should be living in the sin zone. We should be living in, in the guilt zone. And, uh, but God works with people through conviction, convicting us, hey, you need to be saved. You need to be a better dad. You need to be a better mom, husband, wife, daughter, whatever the case may be, son. And uh, brother, sister, and, and God always looks forward. So when we're getting guilt, if it's looking forward, if it's making us a better person, then we're better for it. If it's going in the other direction, we're in trouble. And uh, so I think that's all very important stuff to look at here. And, and, and I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, and we got some time, I really wanted to talk about the idea of folks with PTSD, folks with needing help, on military basis, Kevin, uh, people reaching out to family, reaching out to military. How can people, like people listen to us, help something like that? How can they be part of the solution uh, with people who need help outside these bases and stuff? Mm -hmm. well, I know for, for me, that's why I'm here, is to, uh, to be able to be proactive specifically for this thing. And, and I, if I can just insert this on, on my end, and I'm sure it applies to the people that you're talking about that may have a burden for uh, people that are so traumatized um, and incapacitated <clears throat> and, and hurt and so forth. Um, 
years ago, uh, <clears throat> when the war really heated up over there in Afghanistan and Iraq, um, the military was reaching out to the communities. Uh, we were at Fort Hood at one point, and the, uh, the two-star base commander was uh, holding some kind of a meeting there in Coppers Cove, Texas, and, and, and all the pastors were gathered, and, the, and they were basically saying as a command on base, we need help, we cannot handle this, and suicides were starting to rack up and whatnot. And as that, as that was happening, I remember thinking, Lord, I'm not really tooled up enough to do this. And so I started to pay attention to it and try to kind of self-educate. Um, but at that point, I realized what, what they were doing was probably not, they probably weren't going to get delivery from the community that they were really looking for because most pastors were not set up with, with the idea of how can we establish a ministry right to the PTSD sufferers, you know, be it military or non-military. And so what this has kind of morphed out to where I think with, with what you folks are doing and then what I want to, you know, kind of bring, bring into my own, you know, calling is can we just simply uh, start a Wounded Spirits chapter yeah. in, in the community outside of a military base? Right. Right. And I and I the answer is yes. And, and I, the reason I know it's yes, I go to military bases and what what I've done, what God's called me to do over the many, many years here now, three decades has been to talk to the command on base, get their heartbeat. And it's always like for the soldiers and then to talk to the community, which is the churches, the good churches in the community. And they're always having a heart, a good church is gonna say, we wish we could reach the military, what can we do? Well, the answer to both of them is, what is the one thing that would join the two together? And it's gonna be the common denominator. It, it, this is where I'm at right now. And, and I think anyone needs to look at this. The military wants help in the PTSD area. They, they're, they don't know what to do with the suicides. The VA doesn't know what to do with all these people needing medication. A lot of times the medication's not working. There's suicides still coming out of it, possibly because of it in some cases. And in, in, in all of these situations, a common denominator is, uh, can we proactively set up a chapter? This is, this is where I'm landing. Yeah. A chapter of wounded spirits in the church and or on the base. The base will allow it, you're seeing that. Yeah. The, the church obviously that's wise is gonna say, wow, this, this answers the need of our, our battered wives, this answers the need of our soldiers, sailors, airmen and Marines, Coast Guard, whatever, that are suffering from PTSD. So wh why can't we proactively set up this weekly you know, just get together, study the Bible, go through a book, principles of PTSD recovery. Everyone's looking for it on base. The, the commanders are looking for it. The church is looking for a way to do it. And that's where I'm at, brother. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not just trying to chase a, you know, a, a fleeting fantasy here. I'm trying to say over decades, this seems to be a, uh, a touchstone of, 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 hurt that the church is just kind of scratching their head pastors scratch their head and say man what are we gonna you know here's these you know these sweet women that are been battered and and here's these soldiers that are the heroes coming home their families are breaking up mm. uh, over 50 yeah. percent of the guys 
coming home or getting divorced and uh, you know why not just attack it proactively with a something like you're doing here and I think that's great and I, I like it I like that you mentioned brother too as well as those other dear folks in the communities and you know when we set up a, a PTSD uh, group a wounded spirits group certainly uh, we have everybody in mind where you know the military people those dear folks who've been through accidents traumas molestations terrible things and how God brings that together you know when you see these young men and young ladies who've been through these terrible traumas come along and become part of that boy how God has used that and uh, I thank you dear brother Kevin for being with us and yes, and folks we'd like to talk to you more about this and you know maybe as time goes by we'll have brother Kevin on here with us again but uh, we, I just think it was a great blessing, Brother Kevin, that you came on and shared with us. And I think it's a real big deal, folks, that we start looking at what we can do in our communities in this thing called PTSD. And uh, we sure do love you, folks. And please listen to every word Brother Eric has to say. We want to know for sure uh, that we're going to heaven. And Brother Eric can tell you everything you need to know that. We certainly hope you have a great day. We love you. May God bless you. And soon, soon, next time out, uh, Stephanie and I will be back to our regular podcast ourselves, but we wanted to really give you a live week here uh, out at uh, Southland Christian Camp uh, out here in Ringgold, Louisiana. May God bless you. Love you, folks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.